When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We now present Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts on the Ride with Royce. How are we doing, gentlemen? Yes, we're back. Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts from a busy weekend that might have carried over a little bit today. I do not know. I have not been made aware of what the deep thoughts are, but here's number one. Number one. Waylon out top, Augustus. And she lets it fly for three. Fouls pitch it out. Jump shot good. Three-point hit for Brunson. Head fake into the lane. Scoop it out. Lindsey Whalen. Good look. Good shot for three. The links are rolling, gentlemen. They've won four in a row. They are seven and six. They've won five of six. And uh, they are making me look like a complete fool for my hot take last week. Did you have them missing the playoffs? I had them missing the playoffs. That wow. was my uh, steam zone hot take, and I got a... Scolding hot I, I sports take I, I, for that I one, wonder I if uh, Coach Reeve and Coach Whalen had a uh, come to uh, uh, accommodation meeting because all of a sudden Lindsey played 24 or 5 minutes uh, the other day when they they had their victory in Phoenix, right? That, yes, and that's where the, the highlights most, are from. That was uh, their most the, impressive victory. Yes, because yeah. Phoenix is really good. And, uh, yeah, Phoenix was in first place ahead of yeah. the Sparks, too, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, yes, and uh, Maya has been 21, 23, 22, 26 or something like that. And she like was, that. I believe, she was named uh, Player of the Week. Well, right. I think Western Conference Player I of the Week. I, so. wonder what, I wonder what you get for a Player of the Week in the WNBA. Do you get a little certificate? She must just throw them over in the corner, huh? She's got to have... She's well, got to have several of them. It, it wouldn't be the sports person of the day, I'll tell no, you that. No, much. no, no, no. I, I think Maya's <laughs> had to be sports person of the day, hasn't she? Well, she's got her own wing, I think, in the sports person of the day uh, fame, I believe I so. Know. I hope so. Well, we'll have to keep her in mind this year because I'm sure for all her honors, if uh, we'll have to go through the archives. We, we are keeping a list, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, cut her own staff. The last people who kept the list, Jamie Erdahl, you saw what happened to her, right? I mean, she's now propels you to stardom. National TV, CBS, (laughs) for goodness sakes. All right, thought number two. Anthony is hemmed in. Time is running out, and Anthony throws the ball away. Ah. Anthony will spot him at the three-point line and miss the shot. And the Portland Trailblazers record their first ever season sweep of the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> yeah, when that some, is when, a disgusted play by play man. Yes, indeed. That is the uh, Oklahoma I forget his name, but the Thunder's TV play by play man is great. He's, he's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, mm-hmm. 
Carmelo Anthony is opting into his twenty-eight, uh, near twenty-eight million dollar no uh, last bleep. season. Yeah, twenty-seven point nine. He's going to make uh, next season, and all I can say is, good luck, Oklahoma City. My because dream he is washed up. My dream of trading Wiggy and Georgie for Stephen Adams and taking Carmelo for a year mm-hmm. uh, would be the only way to make that deal. Uh, after. Uh, uh, the vibe I've gotten from the coach is he's more interested in getting small than 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 big. What so, if yeah. he was a f- street free agent? Hey, no. would he get a job? Because I think he still would. Somebody, what kind somebody of money would, would he sign command? him? But he would not get twenty seven point nine million. Might, are he and LeBron still tight? Oh yeah, LeBron would bring him in for a mill, maybe. You know, when, once he's the general manager. Depending on where LeBron goes. Once he's the general manager of the Lakers, he might bring him in for a mill. <laughs> Do you think they're going to renounce him? You think uh, the Oklahoma City will just renounce buy Carmelo? Him out, buy him out. I mean, uh, they, that's an option. I mean, they might just need to. They might just need to do it just for the sake of getting him out of there because mm-hmm. he was he was terrible this year. He was really bad. That probably might worst be, year of his career. That might be my favorite term in all of sports. When they renounce a yes. player, yeah, renounce. we renounce you. Well, <laughs> the other one, the other one too is. I didn't even know I've been announced. I got renounced. The other one too, Pat, is the stretch provision. Oh, you know, right. where yeah. they buy a guy out and they and they pay him off over the court. Like the Thunder could do this with Carmelo and pay him, you know, seven million a year for, for the four next years. four years or okay. something like that, and that would count against their cap, cap instead of all twenty eight. Instead right of all twenty eight right now, yeah. So. Okay, I didn't even know about that one. I mean, see, that's why we have. Well, I think the Wolves. Why he's here? I think Flip did that with Kevin Martin in the oh, last year okay, when Kevin Martin was right. here. Now yeah. it was only like seven million dollars total for Kevin Martin, but I think it was the same thing. All right, did, nope. who brought in Kevin Martin? Flip. That was that rec- was Flip. Oh, that yeah. was Flip. Flip. Huh? Yep. He was going to be the complimentary shooting piece much, to Rubio and Love. Much as yep. we love, uh, well, loved Flip. He wasn't infallible. No, no. <laughs> he wasn't perfect. In yeah. his in his uh, judgment that, of personnel, that, ninth, that nineteenth pick by the Atlanta Hawks this year in the draft, that was the Wolves' pick for. Uh, yes, it was Adrian Payne. That's right. Who'd they get? Who'd they draft? Remind me. Us? No, no, no. The Hawks. Who the uh, Hawks? Take? The the shooter from Maryland. Yeah, Kevin uh, Herter. Herter. Oh, okay. Herter, yeah. Tall, tall white kid. So he, we could have had two chances two to get Grayson. Ago, he lit up the Gophers over here two years oh, ago. Oh, that's yeah. right. I remember yeah, that. He's a good shooter. All right. Thought number three. Look at this. Can he put can he put a card in between it? <laughs> Look at Shane. He can barely contain himself. He's saying that piece of paper hit. But then, and that's a double fold-over card, so somebody's going to say, hey, you have an index right. card, all right, but you can't fold it over. Well, here we are across the bay from Silicon Valley, the high-tech capital of the world, and you got an index card that determines whether it's a first down or a fourth down. <laughs> what was he doing, Saratori? What was that going to prove? I don't you know. You know what he was doing? He was putting on the show. Yeah, I know he was. Because but, this is Gene's moment. But if moment. there was room, then it wasn't a first down? Yeah, I if guess it, so. If but, it was able to but slide through. didn't he call through. it a first down? Yes, he did call it a first down. Well, it slid through, though. I know. So he lied. That's So yeah. he was just that's having Gene, fun. That's Gene, yeah. I was that's, never that's more rooting for a player to just pile drive him <laughs> into the ground in that moment. Yeah. God, did that make but Anyway, die. this is sad for the NFL. Yeah, Gene's territory is retiring. He is uh, stepping down, and he's actually going to be Kevin Seifert had this in the story it hasn't been officially announced yet but all signs show that he's going to be the rules analyst guy for cbs now oh, so God. isn't it amazing oh, what uh what that whole thing Pereira started? isn't it amazing what he started 
Yeah. With the uh, with this, everybody's got to have their own rules oh, yeah. guy. Got to have a guy in the with. booth, even if he's a stiff. Territory will be great though, just so he doesn't stop refereeing and, and uh, Big Ten basketball. We want him here in the winter. What yeah. uh, What's the pay difference if you're doing a game as opposed to being in the booth? Because I got to imagine CBS, Fox, whoever's are paying these guys a decent amount of money. Oh, they're yeah. going to do it. Yeah, yeah. they're probably making more. All right, and uh, the final thought for the weekend. Michigan have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he causes too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many. And so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake. Chris Weber... Yes. Will be back on campus this fall. He is going to be an honorary captain for one of the Michigan football games uh, this fall. And it will be basically his first public appearance on the University of Michigan campus. Since in, then? Since pretty much since, since the, the whole, broke. Since the whole since scandal, scandal broke. broke. Yeah, exactly. So he, he was actually a guest on a radio show over the weekend. And Jim Harbaugh called into the radio show and requested that Chris Weber be an honorary captain for one of the games. Don't, Weber okay, accepted I got right Don't he and Jalen Rose hate each other? They have not spoken yeah. in a long time. I and got a question. The Fab Five, did they not get popped until uh, Traxler flipped the car, or was that a different scandal? That or, I, I, I guess uh, I don't know. A tra- mm, trailer, sure. or trailer, right? Tra- but he wasn't Robert, on that team, though. No, no, this was years later. But the, the Fab Five get popped when? Ed Martin. Did we know about Ed Martin until the guy flipped the car? Boy, I, can't, I can't answer that. I don't know. Your trailer. Yeah, Robert Trailer. I I'm think that's to... when the scandal broke because then they found yeah. the car dealer. It was, it was a few years they after. They found the car dealer who was paying everybody off. So Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, C Webb is, uh, he'll be back in Michigan. And, and you're right, Reavers. He and Jalen Rose have. Because remember the 30 for the, 30. Yes, yes. And Chris Webber was the only one that who wasn't a not, part of it. wasn't a part of it. Really? So, yeah. He didn't want to be a. Or he, he wasn't on speaking terms with. Three of those four guys. I think the only one we still talked to was Juwan Howard. Yeah, Holy basically God. that was that was the the reasoning there. They're yeah. mad. Maybe they're mad at him because he called timeout. Could All right. be. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Uh, thanks, Manny. You got it. Here's my deep thought from the weekend, gentlemen. All right, uh, Sue Ann, Jim Sue Ann had a, a, tr- a column in the Star Tribune this morning on Joe Maurer and his possible future with the Twins. I don't think there is one. I think it's over. Really? Mm. I I really do. Look at, okay, you got to look at these. He had a nice year last year, right? And that caused a lot of discussion about whether, you know, he was going to end up getting a new contract mm-hmm. here and all those things. You know, last year he, uh, he uh, batted, he was back over 300 again for the first time since 2013. Should have won the gold glove. Hit 305, played very good first base. Uh, hit, uh, boomed out seven home runs and, uh, drove in 70 run, one runs, scored, uh, you know, scored runs, uh, 69 runs, played in 141 games, which was a nice number for him and got on base, obviously, at a high rate. Uh, this season, beyond the, uh, fact that he missed a month with, uh, what was basically a concussion, he has now played in 46 games. He's got 169 ABs. He's got one home run and 12 RBIs. I don't care if he's leading off or what's going on. He scored 23 runs. 
Uh, he's hitting two sixty six. He's uh, you know he's getting on base. He's getting his walks. All all that. It's he's thirty five years old. He'll be thirty six years old early next season. I think that you know to me, I felt all along that he would walk after eight after this eight year contract expired if he wasn't producing. If he had another year like he had last year. Yeah, okay, he's going to play again. They might give him three years, $26, million, $8 million total. Uh, but I, I don't see these guys that are running this club looking and saying, listen, you got to get Sano moved to first base, right? You can't play him you at third. You can't play him at third. And even if he gets down to 270, he's not a third baseman. You got Escobar to play third. You're going to have Polanco here. You're going to have Nick Gordon here when Dozier leaves. They've been playing Nick Gordon at second base now down in Rochester. So it looks like Polanco short, Gordon second. That's the one place you got a lot of talent is in the infield, right? Third, you got Escobar. They're going to have to sign Escobar. And long term, it could be Royce Lewis. Yeah. And yeah, right. And the other kid, Javier. And they got, they got middle infielders. They There's got infielders. There. And Sano's got to go to first base. Yeah. You cannot. You cannot say goodbye to Sano yet. And you got to have him come back and reestablish himself for talent. And he's the only the only place you can do two things with him. You can DH him. Okay, you can DH him. But Joe does not, for a club that's, let's face it, they're going to win 73 games this year. They're going to be back into the, okay, they're not a good, going to be a contender next year. They're not. I mean, they're not going to go into next season thinking they're a contender. Joe, you don't want Joe around if you're not a contender, right? And I, I just don't think there's any chance he'll be back. And you know what? I, I supports think that, that argument I think too. It's Pat. over. You know what? And I think what changed the opinion of a lot of whether it's personnel or fans was another concussion because now it's happening when he played first base. Yeah, which knocked him out for a couple of weeks yes. too, and and it's again and the whole reason why he was playing, again. the whole reason right. why he moved to first base was because yeah. of the concussions he and was getting as a catcher. Last year there were occasions when he was driving the ball. He's he's back to what he was in from basically from uh, 2014 to 16, right? Yeah, I mean the ball he hits the ball and doesn't go anywhere. Once in a while he hit it in the gap. But he, he hits the ball, despite what they tell you on TV, he hits the ball very softly these days. And uh, the ball's not jumping off his bat in any manner right now. It's, it's amazing. In 14, he was, okay, yeah, that's the year he had, he was only played 120 games. He had four home runs and 55 RBIs and hit 277. And then he followed it up with 265 and 261. He's, this will be four of the, Four out of five years that have been bad, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's amazing, Pat. I was I was just going down one of my many YouTube rabbit holes over the weekend, and I was just looking at. I came across highlights from Maurer in his MVP season in two thousand nine, and just it's it's amazing how much harder he was hitting yes. the baseball. Yeah, that's the, that's people, and it's it's so different now. Now we we keep getting the message on TV. That he's the same. That he, you know, that he. Oh man, he can hit the ball in the gap and do all this. And no, 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 no. He's 
the ball does not jump off his bat anymore. Once in a while, he's on time. I'm not ripping him here. He's had a, you know, he spent 10 years catching in the big leagues, and that takes a hell of a lot out of you. And he's had a great career, and he's, I'm not sure he's worth a retired number for the Twins, but he's certainly worth the quick admission to their Hall of Fame, right? And he'll probably end up getting a retired number because he's the hometown guy and all that stuff. But he's, it's, this this adds nothing to the cause, really. And I don't see him going to play for another organization. If if this administration decides that they're going to move on, I don't see him playing for another team. Do you? Uh, not not coming off a year like this. What's he want to go do? What's he, does well, he, do I guess my point is go? someone will give him a call if the, if the Twins decide oh, sure, to move on. Sure He'll get will. a phone I call will, from but, someone. Uh, if he hits 266... And the year's over, and you triple these numbers, uh, or, or, you know, if you triple the numbers he's got now, he's got three home runs and 35 RBIs, and he hit 260, 270. You think he wants to come back? You think he wants to come back and be that player? I don't see it. I don't either. And I don't, and when he looks at the last five years, counting this one, four of them have been bad. Four of them have been not Joe Mauer. Yeah. They're not, that's not Joe Mauer. And uh, you know he was he was almost Joe Mauer last year, but he hasn't really been Joe Mauer since 2012, right? He was 10 and 85 that year, scored 81 runs, batted 319. That was and that was the last season he caught, correct? Yes, yeah. But that's he hasn't been Joe Mauer except one out of five years. And last year we were. Extra impressed with him, A, because he got on base a lot, and B, because he'd been so bad, the, per, the so unproductive the previous three seasons. Yeah. And we thought, hey, this is a revival. He looks good. He looks healthy. He looks happy. He was he was in a good mood. This spring, he's the best mood I ever saw. But he didn't. He wasn't ripping the ball before he got concussed. And the problem is, too, yeah. is he will unfortunately be the face of what many Twins fans see as the 2011 to 20, you know, 16 yeah. Eight, failure well, to 20 if, listen this whole eight years after this year is over we're going to look at the whole eight years as a basically a failure okay you, you had a good year you've had two 17 and 15 you had year, decent teams decent teams last year was not a bad team last year considering they went through 37 pitchers and my other hot take is enough of this random roster claiming of Guys who barely bring a pulse, rather than letting one of your young guys come up and play for two weeks or three weeks. You don't like Taylor Motter? No, I mean, what's what is the purpose? <laughs> what is the purpose? It's just to fill space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Enough of this space filling. Yeah. And last year they did that with. I was talking with my son the other day at lunch, and we all got we between us we got miffed. Because we started talking about all the guys they brought in here just to fill space. All those pitchers last year. There were 15 guys they called up or brought in that they knew couldn't pitch. Do you think they brought Adam Wilk up here thinking that he could pitch? They knew damn well he couldn't pitch. <laughs> and what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to accomplish? Diamond in the rough. I mean, No, you're not. You're trying to... Uh, it's a You claim Taylor Motter on waivers. What in the hell is the matter with you? It's idiotic. 
It's idiotic to do these things. <laughs> you know, bring up one of your own guys who's sitting, you know, down there in double A, and you're using up a roster spot that you could, you know, put Nick Gordon on the 40, man, and bring him up for two weeks. What difference does it make? Because as soon as you get Polanco back, you're going to send him back, so he isn't going to use up his... He isn't going to become a two-year guy, you know, a, a super two, super two yeah. because of that. And here's the other thing. Okay, you're going to use up an option. Well, if Nick Gordon goes through four options, he's a bust. Then he's a bust. He's yes. a bust. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a bust. God almighty. These, okay, thank uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Joe, I, I agree with you Joe, on that. Joe, yeah. it was good, but. You know, unless something happens here the last three months of the season, it's, you know. So you don't like his chances for the Hall of Fame? Oh, God, he's got no chance. Zero. He'll get 30%, 25% the first year. He'll stay right there. Listen, his his Hall of Fame credentials are marginally better than Johan Santana's, and he didn't stay on the ballot. That's true. You know, so. But he's a lock for the, the, the jersey retirement and most likely oh, yeah, a statue. He's had a great career. Yeah. I'm not saying he hasn't, uh, but he's, it's, it's, this serves no purpose. The last handful of years of just having a slow footed guy who gets a walk, uh, leading off is not, doesn't serve a purpose. He's got 12 RBIs. You can get hit by a pitch with the bases loaded 12 Knock times one in. in a season. <laughs> right. You know, so. Anyway, those are my thoughts for the day. Here's Johnny Height with a sports update, including the latest from Russia and the World Cup, sir. Thank you, Patrick. This update is sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. At the World Cup today, Group A, Uruguay, always like saying it. Yes. Uruguay was a 3-0 winner over Russia. Good. Beat those commies. (laughs) Saudi Arabia in Group A beat Egypt 2-1. I believe that uh, Uruguay and Russia are both advanced, though, right, Johnny? Yes, that's correct. The Saudis, uh, they were playing for exercise. You are correct, yes. Uh, And in Group B, Iran and Portugal ended up in a 1-1 tie. Mm -hmm. That was... An eventful second yes, half of yes. that match. More diving than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, Spain and Morocco also played to a tie, 2-2 two to two in that one. Spain and Portugal advance. That's right? correct. All yes. right. In fact, okay. they uh, are sl- slotted to play, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Twins today. They're off. Open up a three-game series against the White Sox in Chicago tomorrow. Uh, then they'll head across town after that to play the Cubs for three games. And they head to Milwaukee play three against the Brewers before they head back home. Over the weekend, some roster moves. Fernando Romero sent back to Rochester. Reliever Alan Busenitz called back up. Ryan Lamar also sent down. No official word yet, but sources saying uh, Jack, uh, Jake Cave, or Jack as I typed it. Jake, Jake Cave will take his uh, spot on the roster before Sources? I'm saying it, Johnny, not you, sources. You t- I'm saying Concrete. Jake Cave. Yes. You, you told me that first, and then I saw it in the other local paper also. Okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying sources because I have multiple sources. Well, you're connected. Mm-hmm. I'm connected, can, obviously. Can I insert a little mm-hmm. mini daily complaint here? Sure. Jake Odorizzi. Ooh, has he been what bad? in the Oof. world is going on? By the way, Tampa, 
You think Tampa's sitting around lamenting Jake Odorizzi and Logan Morrison as their uh, I think their four games? Goodness, did they just Odorizzi's sweep the terrible. Yankees? They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They really? The yeah, yeah. swept the Yankees. Yeah. I had a uh, Roycey-like moment on Mackey and Judd earlier today, Pat. Saturday's Twins game. I got in the car at first pitch. <laughs> yeah. Drove to my mother-in-law's. We watched Incredibles two. After the movie, it was still no, the ninth they inning. They still playing. Huh? <laughs> That's how long Saturday's well, we're gonna game We're going to talk to Randball about the 22nd clock that he saw in the minor leagues last week uh, when we're uh, on the next segment here. So huh. He was very impressed with it from what I can tell. Uh, other games today, there are a couple, Oakland and Detroit, in a makeup game. It's 1-1 to in the seventh in that ball game. Edwin Jackson started for Oakland. Six innings, six hits, one run, and seven strikeouts. A uh, big deal, of course, because he tied the major league record today. The 13th team <laughs> he's played for tied Octavio Dotel for the number of major league teams. Guardy's club didn't do too well in uh, Cleveland over the weekend. No. Uh, they yeah, they've lost to, five in a row, I think. They, yeah, with big, giving up big numbers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other makeup game today, Angels and Royals are tied at zip-zip uh, going into the fifth. Go ahead. Excuse me. Sorry. Today's the day offers for restricted free agents due in the NHL and the Wild made qualifying offers to Matt Dumba, Nick Sealer, and Jason Zucker. They did not make qualifying offers to restricted free agents, and I confess I don't know these fellas. Adam Gilmore? Sure. Dylan Laby? Okay. Steve Mikulek? And Adam Vay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we expected them to get no. I, yeah, I so. yeah, what was Labia's? Uh, <laughs> uh, what was his nickname? What was his ERA? <laughs> what, was, what was his name again? <laughs> the uh, team also agreed to terms with defenseman Ryan Murphy on a one-year, two-way <laughs> That's contract. Unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> bet he never got teased. What is wrong with guy? wrong. I bet he came up with a different pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, and that may be the incorrect yes, pronunciation. Yes. I have no idea. All right. Now, uh, we better get out while they get in I think you're right. Mike Rand from the Star Tribune, the author of the Randball blog and responsible for all that good stuff that shows up on page two, except uh, uh, Ricey and Sid on Sundays. Outside of that, it's all yours, baby. Hey, Mike, <laughs> I uh, yeah. took note of your... Uh, observation that you were out watching minor league baseball. Something Love you, it. something you still do with some buddies of yours, even yeah. though you're a married man with two kids, you're still out running around going to minor league ballparks. So, what ballparks did you do, and what was your observation of the twenty second pitch clock? I'm allowed per year, Patrick. Can I have those, please? Can I just have those four days? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, so we were at. Uh, so we did. We saw a Reds game yesterday. But before that, we saw um, Louisville. I think Louisville was Thursday night, and then we were in Dayton, Ohio, and then Lexington, uh, Kentucky. Um, I didn't. You know, here's the thing, though. I, did, I don't think I don't think the low A has the pitch clock. But it, uh, on Thursday night in Louisville, there was most definitely a pitch clock. It is. It's the greatest thing ever, Patrick. Really? I don't want to. I don't want to overstate it. It's 15 seconds if there's nobody on base. And there's 20 seconds if somebody's on base, and I think between batters it's 30 seconds. Um, and you, basically, the clock starts when the when the pitcher gets the ball back from the catcher, and it, whether it he's stops. on the mound or not, he's yep, got... whether he's on the mound or not, and it stops when he comes set, and it keeps the game moving just just 
just like that. I mean, it was. I think that was like an eleven to four and eleven to five game. It was over in like two thirty five, two forty at the most, and that was you know. Yeah, it was, it's, it's it's pace, it's time, it's everything. I mean, I, I I don't know why the major leagues are dragging their feet on this because it's it's easy, it's so simple. It's so the it, and you way. it didn't look like uh, a lot of confusion. The guy no. just looked in, got his sign, no. uh, well, shook his head. Con- why would there be confusion? I, well, what's, what's con- I know, I know, I know what you're saying. No, I, I'm, well, I'm just saying like, the, yeah. Here's my complaint about. Yeah. Current baseball at college yeah. level, pro level, everybody yeah. wants to make a perfect pitch. I think right. the one instead of throwing a strike to the outer third, they want to throw it to the outer two inches. And I don't think right. with the clock you're going to have time, which may cause the ball to get put in play a little more. Yeah, it's great. The, the ball was put in play a ton. Um, you know, it just it the game moved. You didn't feel like it was just dragging on. Um, you know, and I'm. Here's the here's the interesting thing too. I I I want to ask Jose Barrios about this, but he's pitched like seven or eight of the ten fast games this year. And you know, part of it's just that he's pitched really well. Like well pitched games tend to be faster, right? Unless you're Lance Lynn. Um, so you know, but just just in general, I, I wonder if any of that's a function of of pitching with the pitch clock in the last few years. I wonder if some of these younger guys will hopefully speed up the game, even if there's not a pitch clock at the major league level yet. My guys all tell me, though, that's the number one thing for Manfred. He is going to install that. And if it's working in the minor leagues, he's going to install it next year. Now, did you have any, uh, anybody get called for a strike or a ball? Nope. Did you notice? Nope, 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 none of that. I mean, I think they're just so used to it. And I don't even, you know, and a lot of times they, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even come close to taking the full 15. You know, the clock would go off at like seven seconds. So they were, they were literally ready to pitch eight seconds after getting the ball back. Now, when a guy's on second base, do they the, the paranoia? Does that change? Do they still do they still have the clock? I mean, is the yeah the stuff the clock? It goes to twenty seconds when somebody's on base. I would they think that I would think though that the deal is that by the time you flash the signal, you you don't have that much time to read the signal and flash it to the hitter if the clock's running too, right? I mean, you yeah, know what I'm probably, saying? Right. There's probably some of that. The longer, you, right? The longer they're. They're just messing around out there, right? The longer the the batter would have a chance to to get something from from someone out or someone on a second base. So, yeah, I just it it just it feels like this should be a no brainer from both sides. How about I, how uh, about throwing over, Mike? Do they see? Is there any more of that? Do you see that or not? There was there was some there was some across all the minors. Didn't seem like it was quite as much. I do remember we actually we got to watch. Um, we were lucky enough Friday night in Dayton. We got to see Hunter Green pitch. Oh, really? Uh, for for Dayton, and he's got a really good pickoff move. He, he picked a guy off. Um, yeah, he he moved this. He moved those size seventeen feet. <laughs> he hit a hundred and one on the Ooh. gun, um, and a hundred quite a few times. And he was still hitting ninety nine in the seventh inning. So he's he's got a nice arm. But yeah, he 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 threw over as much as I remember anybody else. But uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like five times during an at bat. It was maybe twice if there was a fast runner on. Try to keep them honest. Well, it just uh, it would seem to just you're not sitting there saying throw the ball to yourself, right? I mean, you you don't no, have right. you don't have all day to take the signal. You pretty much have to take the advice of the pitcher and get rolling. Right, and here's I mean the so catcher. We went, yeah, yeah. Well, we went to a, the game in Dayton, and it was a it was delayed by rain like twenty minutes. Started at seven twenty five Eastern. Got over at nine forty-five Eastern, so it ended in two hours twenty minutes. We left the ballpark by ten, and we were staying about an hour, a little over an hour away from Dayton. We got back to the house we were staying at at like eleven twenty-five. 
turned on the MLB app, and the Brewers-Cardinals game was still in the ninth inning. one-one <laughs> game. It was like in an hour, like three and a half already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's killing me. I love baseball as much as any sport, and it is, it drives nuts the pace and the length of games right now yeah well this might be the uh the, the first solution be. to make uh yes. beyond going to three balls and two strikes and pushing yeah. the mound back two more feet yeah. and all those things right, no. they don't if, if speed is their biggest problem speed and getting the, the ball in, and yes. getting the ball in play Absolutely. hey how about that's, shifting that's how about shifting do they do much of it they shifted a little bit. Yeah, I saw. I only saw one dramatic shift, what we would consider a true shift with three guys on one side of the infield. I just don't think there's – I don't think the guys are sophisticated enough or have yeah. enough of a – there might be not enough of a scouting report on a lot of these batters yet to to make a shift you know, that, that much more – Likely, especially especially the class A games we saw. I wonder if the twenty second clock uh, or the it's fifteen with nobody on base, right? Fifty, yeah. And the minors is fifteen. At the class at the AAA game we saw it was fifteen with nobody on base and twenty with guys on base. I wonder if uh, if you got a fatty like Sano playing third, you probably can't shift <laughs> him, right? Uh, in, in in twenty, the ball might be in play before he gets to uh, the other <laughs> side of the base. Yeah. So. Yeah, you, you can't move them around quite as much. That's for sure. If if you got the pitch clock, you gotta you gotta have them there. You gotta get them where you want them. And yeah, I don't I don't know what to do about all those shifts. I I, I got to go back and forth on on what you know what if anything they should do or if the hitters need to adjust or if we just need to wait a couple of years and see you know like if any good any good thing that that shifts towards the defense at the offense. Has a I think I think if you get the game moving, everything will take care of itself. That's it. Might. That's, that's it my might. theory. Okay, I, I you're a man of up. you're you're kind of like Chris Long downstairs. You're a man of all sports, a man uh, of all sports, including yeah. soccer. What are yeah. we going to do about the diving in the World Cup today? Oh. That the oh. Iran Portugal game was an embarrassment to competitive athletics. Yeah, it's. I don't know what you do about that. I mean, it, I guess the own, I don't know, maybe embellishment uh, penalties. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if you go down in the box and it's it's ruled to be an embellishment, maybe the other team gets a penalty kick. What do you think Ooh, about that? Oh man, that would uh... <laughs> that would cut it down, right? It's a, maybe maybe a little too harsh because sometimes it's hard to tell. But uh, you, know, you you can get. I mean, I believe you can get a yellow for embellishing if it's, if it's particularly. Yeah, but egregious. they don't. I mean, today it was terribly egregious, and it never even was an issue of the the they diving. Told them, they just told them. They just told them to get up. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I've seen. There's already been. This is they've already set the record for most penalty kicks in yeah. any World Cup, and we're not even to the round of sixteen yet. No, it was uh, it was brutal today. So outrageous, in fact, I said on Twitter, I no longer can have any trust in Iran for the uh, nuclear. Uh, uh, I'm with Trump on the nuclear treaty with uh, Iran. You can't trust them. If this is the way they play soccer, you can't trust them on nukes. That's for sure. All right, Randball, thank you. You bet. Take care. All right, Randball, full support for the 22nd clock. Let's try it. What do you think, Reavers? Uh, I'm all for it, and I like his theory about Barrios having that you know, yeah. through the minor league. That I there's some that truth to that. I don't I don't mind it. You well, know he, what? You Whatever know what will I've speed heard, up the game is the fine. The first with time me. I saw him pitch this year, I was that was the first thing that struck me. That's how he got the ball looked in. He was ready to go. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm all in favor of that. Yeah, we got to do something. All right, we'll be back. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now. This day in history. Patrick.
It's one of the most crushing defeats in American history. Custer's last stand. June 25th, 1876. Lieutenant Colonel George Armstrong Custer and over 600 troopers of the 7th United States Cavalry arrive in the Little Bighorn Valley of Southern Montana. Yeah, uh, on this day in history, June 25, 1876, uh, George Custer lost a tough road game right there <laughs> at, uh, at the Little Bighorn. Uh, and nothing has been documented and not documented but fictionalized uh, whatever romanticized in movies more than custer's last stand oh, how many heavens, people yes. have played custer and through the years 12 or 13 the outcome is always the same uh sitting bull and crazy horse one custer nothing what was the uh the last one uh the, the guy that that passed away uh was it not philip seymour hoffman who, who was it because we lauded no, him on the show well, for we, the acting job, the most recent one that was done. I can't Custer. remember. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. I got you off track. Well, Philip Seymour Hoffman would not have ever played Custer. No, it, it's My not God. him. That's the, I don't know why he's the guy that Fat, came to dumpy mind. guy. I know. Uh, I Custer know. was always played by Errol Flynn and guys like that. So because it was a road game, was he uh, was he an underdog going uh, into that? Well, over the uh, odds? Here's what happened is uh, when they discovered, you know, the... Uh, the Indians had been placed in these on these reservations and given certain areas. And then when gold was discovered in the Black Hills in 1875, the U.S. Army ignored the previous treaty agreements and invaded the region, which miffed Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse and uh, their folks. And uh, and uh, they set up a camp outside the reservation at the Little Bighorn River. And George and the George Custer and his uh, troops, the Seventh Cavalry, went out to see what was going on, and uh, they ended up uh, surrounded and didn't come out too well. Uh, Custer and uh, some two hundred men of his battalion were attacked by as many as three thousand uh, Native Americans, and within an hour, every one of them was dead. And of course. In the end, it didn't work out too well for the winners because it, we uh, we made a much harsher effort to uh, to uh, take over their land. Custer's last stand, eighteen seventy six.